Quality sleep is essential, and that's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. So you can choose what's right for you whenever you like. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature. Quiets their snores. Sleep Number does that. Sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on Sleep Number limited edition smart beds for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. I am Chris Cuomo. Welcome to Primetime. Who is the Chinese lady at Mar-a-Lago? And did you see how close she got to our president? Is it relevant that she's a Chinese national? The suspect was apparently jacked with devices right out of a Bond movie. The question for us is, with an intel expert, did China really send a spy to the president's house? And why the president is now backtracking on his call for the full Mueller report to come out. I thought it totally exonerated him. What happened to his bold claim of let's get it out there? We're going to have a bold, great debate. And we showed you what's happening at the border. The president's best idea is still to shut it down to help fix the system. The pros on the border can't justify that notion. The White House is scrambling. Will his party stand up? The call continues for Congress to stop waiting on this president and do its damn job. Why haven't left and right done anything reasonable to address the real emergency on the border? We're going to demand answers from another lawmaker. What are they waiting for? What do you say? Let's get after it. A thumb drive with malicious software. We know it as malware. That's what prosecutors say a Chinese national had on her when the Secret Service arrested her this weekend for illegal entry at Mar-a-Lago, of course, the president's resort in Palm Beach. Now, you read this thing here? Did you read it? You know how we are on this show, right? I want you to read this stuff for yourself. You have to. It's only a few pages. It's the affidavit from the Secret Service agent that was there and kind of processed this situation with this Chinese national woman. And they really go out of their way to say that she's a Chinese national. That's why I keep reporting it. It's relevant to the government. It's like something right out of a spy movie. But it was 100% real. This woman is now charged with making a false statement to law enforcement and being somewhere she wasn't. The president was not there for any of this, so it wasn't that kind of security issue. But it raises very serious concerns. Did President Xi over in China send a spy to our president's playground? Let's bring in intelligence guru Mike Rogers. (laughs) Couldn't ask for a better guest tonight. (laughs) I mean, can you back this aside as a suggestion that this lady was a spy? No, you can't. No, honestly, you can't right up front. So there's a, there would be a series of things you'd have to get through to make that determination. And listen, mm-hmm. the, the Chinese in the past have, ha, have run some really poor espionage operations. They're like drunken fraternity brothers trying to break into your living room to get the last beer. Right? Really noisy, very clumsy. Everything goes wrong. They've been getting better over time. In the last few years, they've actually gotten very good about recruiting assets that can get in and steal information. This looked really sloppy to me. The fact that if you were trained, you would never have deviated from what your story was at the front gate to any security checkpoint. That wouldn't have changed in any operation that I would ever be aware of. The malware, I'd have to know what does it do? What was its intention? Was it just to get in and disrupt? Meaning if I plugged it into a device anywhere in the system in the hotel, it would cause them problems? Or was it 
uh, spyware, where it was designed to sit and wait and collect information and get it back. And then what was on the other devices? I guarantee you, if there was malware deliberately planted on that thumb drive, there is likely other malware or spyware on those other devices. And I'm sure that's what they're going through in a, with a fine-tooth comb tonight. Several phones, laptop, uh, remote hard drive, remote access hard drive, and this thumb drive that you're talking about with the malware. So what's your take? What do you think this woman's going to turn out to be? If I had to guess today, it's somebody who thought they might be currying favor back home in China, uh, thought that they had some way into uh, Mar-a-Lago, and clearly they did, at least uh, uh, getting through the first gate, uh, and was trying to curry some favor. And so that malware could have been anything as simple as when I connected on the device at the hotel, remember the business center, other things, that's one way you can breach those, uh, the security uh, in the hotel system. And maybe that's what they were trying to do. You know, it just doesn't feel like a spy effort to me, given how sloppy the cover story was. Right. Uh, you know, her story changed. She didn't seem trained. She kind of fessed up halfway through that she wasn't supposed to be there. That, that is not a typical uh, spy uh, operation. Just sure not. is bizarre. And I have it to tell bizarre. you, I want people to read this uh, criminal complaint because I have to tell you, if it wasn't for here's my take. Please bat this aside as well, Mike. If it weren't for the receptionist, this lady may have gotten where she wanted to go inside of Mar-a-Lago. The Secret Service people who interviewed her, they're like, oh, we can't read this. It's in Chinese. You know, oh, well, these look like Chinese passports. You know, let's get her. Let's get her into Mar-a-Lago. She's here to swim. She doesn't have any swim clothes on her, you know. And then the receptionist starts going at her about, well, what event? Why are you here? And the events don't check out. She then goes back to the Secret Service and they wind up pulling the string on her. Thank God for the receptionist. Yeah, and, you know, again, this could have been one of those uh, probing operations as well. How, co- how can we get in uh, with a simple story, and what could that story be? I mean, we've seen those operations in the past, too. Remember, it doesn't have to be the golden egg kind of an operation where you go and steal the crown jewels in the ver- first effort. Some of these things are processed over time, uh, and this could have been one of those operations that may have shocked her how far she got into the mm-hmm. operation, where they could just collect enough information, say, this is what I used at the front gate, this is what I used at the second gate, and then she could have been well on her way, and she went to the receptionist, busted by the receptionist at Mar-a-Lago. And so, uh, you know, again, I, it seems odd to me because it was really poorly planned, but it doesn't mean they couldn't have made the effort. And you won't really know until you go through all those electronic devices. You find her, sure. you know, her path back in Shanghai. You do a little research back there with our uh, embassy and their folks uh, to see what happened. Poorly planned, but she almost got where she wanted to go. Let me ask yeah. you something else, talking about planning and whether it's working or not. Uh, the Democrats are worried that they're not going to get disclosure. That's outwardly their rationale for sending subpoenas. Um, what do you think? of the political play of the subpoena. I know they're legal documents. Uh, Latin, they mean under penalty, that you know you have to respond. But this is a political play. Do you think it's the right play? And what do you make of the desire for disclosure? Listen, I think disclosure is fine. There is a process. I think they should have waited for the process to take hold. Uh, <clears throat> you know, the, the attorney general is going to go through and do the redaction. If they don't like they it- say or They say no redaction. They say no redaction. Cicilline well, was just uh, on know, saying, think, we look at this stuff all the time, Mike. And you know, Mike Rogers, as you guys should know, was in yeah. Congress for a long time. We look at this stuff all the time. We take an oath. We won't reveal the secrets. I, I hear you. But there are people in, in that report, third party, non-involved. Mm-hmm. 
I think they have a right to be protected. I'm an old-fashioned guy. I don't care if you're a Republican or a Democrat. The law shouldn't club you because you got caught in the crosshairs. We, we should never let our government on either side do that. that. This has happened a lot in this process from both sides. I think that's terrible. So we ought to protect the things we know are deserved of protection. Uh, there is going to be classified information. I remember, it was a counterintelligence investigation. Some of that will be redacted for sources and methods protection. That's the appropriate thing. P- keeping people out of this firestorm, I almost said something else, Storm, um, is, is probably in their best interest. If they had nothing to do with it, they were just interviewed. You know, supporting materials. Right. As a former FBI guy, I go and talk to your neighbor and say, tell me about Chris Como. And he says, oh, my gosh, he's terrible. He, you know, he does whatever. And so I write that down. It doesn't mean it's true. And so then when we do the further investigation, you determine it wasn't true. There's no merit to it. The neighbor just was honked off because uh, for whatever reason. Mm. And that information gets in these files. And so somebody takes the 302, the document that the FBI agent does and says, oh, look, this guy is a terrible guy because of this. You could ruin the guy's life. It's just an allegation. It's just an allegation that was unproven. Right. But you know what happens on the flip side, though, Mike, if this stuff doesn't come out, then it seems to be that you're withholding it because you're worried about it. And that creates its own storm politically. Well, I mean, I think the report should go to Congress at some point. I do. Uh, underlying materials, uh, I, I'm a little bit, I don't know. I, honestly, I don't know if I'm sitting right here if that's the right decision. It depends on what the redaction looks like. And if they can justify it, I think the attorney general should come up and justify the redactions. I think in cl- uh, classified settings, mm. that would be appropriate to, to, un- to get beyond the redactions. That's all fine to me. But I just think we have to be careful. I mean, the whole notion here, people are in a frenzy. Uh, and that's when people, real, honest, good citizens get hurt in that stampede. And, we, and again, the law is designed, Lady Liberty is blindfolded right. for a reason, to protect people from that stampede. And I just think that we ought to be cautious here. And the thing with the Democrats doing it now, it, it kind of burns their bridge. It makes it look like they're, they, they're trying to pick a fight and find. If they would have gone hey, through the process and right. then said, you know what? This is not acceptable. You're right, but they don't trust the process. Some of them cannot believe that it wasn't more damning what came out from Mueller, at least in the summary. Look, let's be fair. It's just four pages. Even the AG is now saying that this was just an initial set of conclusions. It wasn't supposed to be a deep dive. I hope not. Four pages off of about 400. But some of them don't believe it. And the others believe, well, if you're so confident about it, let it come out. So, look, I get your transparency. I'm a journalist. You know, we, we always want more. We'll see how it plays out, but timing will also be an issue. You're right. Mike Rogers, value added. Boy, I got lucky having you tonight with what happened in Mar-a-Lago. I've never heard of anything like that before. It's good to have you take. Thanks. Zaijian. It's Chinese for goodbye. I was going to say, don't take a shot at me like that. (laughs) I think I'm not going to see you later. Take care, Mike. Thank you. Thanks. Threats. Zaijian. I didn't know that. Threats and lies. You know what that could be? A title for the drama, uh, if someone ever writes the movie about this presidency. But it does seem that our president seems to revel in misleading you. And we in the media, let's be honest, it's hard for us to escape the cycle. And yet, no matter how common it gets, no matter how frustrating, we cannot let truth abuse go. What the president says about the border, about his own father, the facts matter, and he can't keep them straight. And we have the one man who has made it his job to do nothing but staying on top of what the president says and when it isn't true to the point of deception. We got him next. Plus, he told you our president. I want the Mueller report to come out. I want it to be public. I'm completely exonerated. Now he's telling you something else. Why? 
Let's debate what Mike and I were talking about. We'll have people come in here and make the case for what you should see. Once again, lots to check from the president as he sat down next to the NATO secretary general. Everything from asylum seekers at the border to where his father was born. What is fact? What is fiction? Here to set us straight on all these claims is the Washington bureau chief of the Toronto Star, Daniel Dale. Always good to have you on primetime. You know, it always stings who's around when the president is doing this. It's not like it's just locker room talk. He's like standing next to Putin, you know, when he, uh, you know, just completely throws water on our intel agencies next to the NATO secretary general, you know, when he's saying these outlandish claims. So let's go through a few. Uh, The border. Okay, Uh, the president had started with the idea of closing the border as an economic boost to the United States. Now he's saying something different. Do we have it to listen to? Here it is. Sure, it's going to be have a negative impact on the economy with a deficit like we have with Mexico and have had for many years. Closing the border will be a profit making operation. Which is it, my young brother? Is it profit making or is it bad for the economy? It's obviously bad for the economy. You know, the claim that this would be profit making because the U.S. has a trade deficit with Mexico is simply nonsensical. You know, a trade deficit is not equivalent to a loss. A trade surplus is not equivalent to a profit. So Trump has has gotten it right after getting it wrong before. Hmm. All right. Let's go to the asylum hearings for the 23rd time. Okay, the president falsely claimed nobody comes back for an immigration hearing. It's only like one to two percent. Listen to this. So what they've done over the years is they release them into the United States and they say, come back in four years for a trial. And nobody comes back. I guess one percent, one to two percent on average come back and nobody can understand why they come back. They're the only ones that come back. This is look, everybody should know this nonsense. I'll tell you what's true that we're not going to discuss here. You know, the backlog of cases, it's like 800,000 plus cases are already there. That is is something that is a real impediment for people. But in terms of the idea of who comes back, what do we know, Daniel? Well, you don't have to listen to me. You can look up the data from the U.S. government, from the Trump administration, which says that in 2017, 89% of asylum seekers showed up for their court hearing. You can argue that 11% not showing up is, mm-hmm. is, is too many, too much, but, but it's not even close to 1%. For the entire population of people having uh, immigration hearings, it was 72%. Even the, uh, relative, well, the, even the anti-immigration, the conservative Center for Immigration Studies, says that about two-thirds of people have come back over the last number of years. So, again, you can make the argument that it should be more, but it's not even close to one or two percent. I don't even know where he gets the one or two percent. I, I think he's he's con- it's imaginary. He's made it up. All right. Uh, so then there's this one that should just matter to us. I hope everybody knows the answer to this one. But it's about Puerto Rico. That country is what was said by one of the president's team. Here it is. They have not come to $91 billion with all we've done in that country. They have had a systematic mismanagement of the goods and services we've sent to them. Says slip of the tongue, but just to make it clear to all the folks at home, Dale. Puerto Rico is part of the United States. It has been since 1898. Puerto Ricans are American citizens. Now, what do you see here as uh, why the president so persistently tries to make Puerto Rico an other? It's, it's hard to get into his mind. I mean, we know that he has personal 
animus to many of the politicians there. We know that he was aggrieved, that he, he's been accused of mishandling the response to Hurricane Maria. We also know that he has gone after women of color and people of color on many occasions uh, in a way that he hasn't always other people. It's hard to know which of those it is in this particular case. Well, someone he should know is his father. Listen to what the, fa- the president said about his father. My father is German, right? Was German. And uh, born in a, a very wonderful place in Germany. And so I have a great feeling for Germany. My father's from Germany. Uh, both of my parents are from the EU. Don't forget, both of my parents were born in EU sectors, okay? I mean, my mother was Scotland, my father was Germany. Where was the father of the president born? He was born in New York City. His, his dad was from Germany, but, but he was from New York City. And we have the birth certificate for any, any Trump fans who demand birth certificates. We have the birth certificate of the president's father. He was born in New York. All right, now this one from today about vote tallies. And I think that this one is a really good example of what the president does when it comes to fact and fiction. Listen to this. We're going to watch those vote tallies. You know, I keep hearing about uh, the election and uh, the, the various uh, counting measures that they have. There were a lot of close elections that were, they seemed to every single one of them went Democrat. If it was close, they say the Democrat, well, there's something going on, fella. You got to, hey, you got to be a little bit more paranoid than you are. But we have to be a little bit careful because I don't like the way the votes are being tallied. I had to create a third category for this. Uh, this goes under the what you know, category of this is a full Alex Jones. This is full Alex Jones. He went on this. Where, how do you even find a path through that palaver? Well, you just say that there's no evidence of, of deceitful, fraudulent counting of votes. You know, the president has made these allegations of voter fraud or fraudulent tabulation since before his election. You know, he said there's going to be voter fraud. Then even after he won, he said, you know, three million people voted illegally in California. That didn't happen. And now he's insinuating fraud in the midterm tabulation. None of it happened. This, this is simply a, a figment of the president's imagination. I, I think he uses as an excuse for why his party didn't do better uh, in the midterms. Straight up Alex Jones. I got to tell you, you picked the right job. You will never be bored. It's the full employment plan. Checking this president on the facts. Daniel Dale, always a pleasure and thank you. Thank you. All right. Now, another thing of context. This is why, look, the truth matters because if nothing else, it takes you to consistency on a position. Let it come out. Let the people see it. I was totally exonerated. You remember that? Came from our president. Now, less than two weeks after that, well, I don't know about full disclosure. I think giving it to Congress is ridiculous. What changed? That's our great debate. Next. Why is our president getting shy about letting the Mueller report come out? Take a listen. Let it come out. Let people see it. Nothing you give them, whether it's Shifty Shift or Jerry Nadler, anything we give them will never be enough. It's hypocrisy and it's a disgrace. Two talking Trump. Double talking Donald. What is this Fugazi promise? Is this like, I'll testify under oath, I can't wait? Sound strong, but then hide. Here's what I don't get in a matter of debate. What better closure is there than the truth coming out? That's the start of our great debate. Angela Rye and Steve Cortez. Steve, why the change? Well, look, I don't know that he changed, by the way. To me, this really? isn't binary. It's not either or. He's, yeah, because he's saying, correct, Chris, he's saying 
let's let's be as transparent as possible. But at the same time, he can also say, but shifty shift <laughs> will never say that it's enough. I mean, why can't both of those things be true? They can be. And look, I have said for a long time, and I will still say, I want as much revealed as can possibly be revealed because the facts are exculpatory to the president. I don't care about the details and the minutia of this report. I don't think the American people do either. Mm. What they cared about was this false accusation, this this insidious smear for the last two years that our president was a traitor. We know now conclusively that he was not a traitor, that he did not conspire, that he was not beholden to a hostile foreign power. That's what matters. That's the conclusion that is going to be taken away by any reasonable person who's not obsessed with resisting this president. By the way, I give you a point for using good language uh, there. You didn't say there is no proof of collusion. We've talked on this show many times about how collusion is a behavior, not a crime. But you stuck to the language of what we're dealing with with the criminal context here. Not a traitor, no crime of conspiracy. Good for you, because when you drift into the waters of collusion, you start creating the need to see more, because then we have to understand the behavior, not just the criminality. Angela, however, however, the president did say the notion of letting it come out now is ridiculous. Well, that's not the same as saying let it all come out. How do you take it? Well, I think that this president has a pattern and practice of saying one thing and then doing something very different, Mm. not in a matter of weeks, Chris, but sometimes in a matter of minutes. And so it's interesting to me to hear Steve say that he is being transparent. To me, this is the most inauthentic, the least transparent administration in modern history. And I would challenge someone to come up with one that has been been less transparent. I think the other thing that we really have to consider, I know we talked about collusion, but there also hasn't been enough wading into the waters of obstruction of justice and whether or not that existed. Why can't we do that? We don't have the report. I also would challenge Steve with, Steve, who paid for the report? Because so often your party likes to toe the line of fiscal conservatism and the price of responsibility and all of this greatness. But when it comes time to talk about who pays for these things, all of a sudden we get amnesia. There's a double standard that exists. No, Angela, wrong. I'm not disagreeing with you. I just said I want as much as can legally, as can practically, safely. There there are national security concerns, perhaps. (laughs) uh, As much as can be revealed, I want it revealed. And by the way, as long as we're talking transparency, you know what else I want to be transparent about? The FISA warrants under President Obama, his DOJ, his FBI, and the way— No, not time out. I'm talking. And the way they took— I, the national you, you, security, you took I'm talking, Angela, the, the way no, they took, Steve, I'm took liberty they in the, took in the, the middle security. of my comments no, to go down a road. Gentlemen, I get to, I get ladies and gentlemen, hold on, hold on. You I don't get to, get to go hold down on. a road. That's not, not even the yes, subject of guys, the great yes, debate. Guys, I'll end it. I'll end it. Not on this show. This is disagreement with decency. Steve's point is I want transparency on everything, on Mueller, also FISA. Answer that. Do you want Wait, the same disclosure I, I make, on FISA? I want to make my own point, Chris. No, I want more no, than just FISA. But that's I want the transparency one, one step on at a the time. entirety. One step at a time. On the entirety of the way that the Obama DOJ I and FBI was, was used, the national security mechanisms of the United States were used as a political weapon that's an to opinion. attack partisan it's rivals not in a way that hadn't an happened. Easy mode of course of it's my opinion. I know, but what I'm saying it, is it's not an easy mode of disclosure. In a way that hadn't happened since Nixon. Let her answer it. So... Would you be in favor of the FISA documents coming out as well? What I'm in favor of right now is what the subject of this great debate is, and that is the Mueller report. And that is what is amazing to me. It always goes back 
to President Obama. It always goes back to anything except for the president of the United States right now, his responsibility. All of the fact that there were so many criminals around him, so many people committing crimes, but yet, and still, he must be innocent somehow. He must be ethical somehow. We have, we're forgetting about the whistleblower that exists with the security clearances. So we can talk about Obama. I have never been the type of person who will absolutely be a yes person no matter what on President Obama. I dare you to go back and check my record. But I resent the fact that we're coming on to a program to talk about one issue that's dealing with this specific report, and somehow we're back into the Obama administration for you to all to justify your nonsense. No. So when you're talking about, I'm not no, done this not time, nonsense. I'm agreeing I'm with you. I'm not done I this time. I am agreeing time. with you. You had a fit to go down the road on FISA. Can you let me finish my point? Because I let you interject. Okay, my point is, is very simple, and that is, it's not Adam Schiff. And, that, and by the way, his name is Congressman, because you called him Shifty Schiff at the beginning of this. Congressman Schiff is saying, all of these things you all may think are okay, I don't. And I think that history will be kind to the members of Congress, to the American people who stand up and say, this is nonsense, it is horrible, and we have to do something about it. You got Period. a problem with one part of the argument, Steve. You should address it. Um, FISA, you're guaranteed to have con uh, confidential information, classified information that's going to become relevant. Sure. And that may come out. So if you, you know that as a certainty going into it. Sure. So the idea of, well, you should get the Mueller except for that classified stuff, I don't think that's a fair caveat. Because you're asking for classified information to come out that you believe would be in your no, interest. So I'm, you should want all of the classified information no. to come out. Should you not? Chris, no, in both cases, I'm saying, no, I'm saying as much as can be safely, safely meaning regarding the national security of the United States, as much as can be released in both cases. I want, I want sunlight and transparency on the Mueller report. And I want it on the Obama DOJ and FBI and FISA. I think that, that the sunlight will be disinfecting. And I think also, though, what's important here, again, I don't frankly care about the details of the Mueller report. And I don't care if they're embarrassing slightly to the president. What matters is the macro conclusion, which is, was the president beholden to a foreign power? Was he a traitor? That's an insidious that's criminal, lie, a smear that has been criminal threshold. for two years. That's the criminal and, and threshold. And that is a, right, and we... Correct. And we have determined that that was demonstrably false. Thank you. Next. Time for us now to get back to the business well, we, of this country. We know that Mueller uh, believes he making couldn't America make a case. Again. We need to know what he looked at and why. And on obstruction, he did something that none of us saw coming. A guy who's in the business of making tough calls wouldn't make the tough call because there was so much proof on both sides. Now you have to look at it because the threshold for responsible presidential behavior ain't criminality. So we need to know what was in there that made Mueller, the guy who was duty bound to make a call, feel that he couldn't make right. a call. But as a prosecutor, he does not make a call of exonération. Prosecutors charge That's right. he or they have don't said charge. That, it, it, that, that is binary. They don't have a third option. I totally agree. And I think Barr it was a, shouldn't have said it, it either, was a cheap but they shot. did. It, it was a cheap shot for him to even include and it in the report. I think he's trying to look did, balanced, but Barr it really was unprofessional. It. That's what you got to figure cheap. out. Why did Barr include it? I think he, no, no, Barr did to cover his rear end because he didn't want to look like he was hiding it because Mueller said it. So well, that's very easy all to excuse we know is Barr. The, the I high think ground he felt for Angela. Well, now everybody's is, rear ends are covered because the report is not released. That's right. And the one thing that's that the I think ground. is important, the one thing that I think is and important. And I want it released. Okay. The one thing that I think is important is that the standard that you kept going to is whatever is legal, whatever right. we can possibly do, that's still a subjective standard. I've had a security clearance. I understand that. So much of what is considered classified in this country is 
still subjective. And the president still has the opportunity to claim executive privilege. That also, sir, would be legal. So you might have ran circles around somebody, but it wasn't right. me tonight. All right. Robust no, look, debate. The president also, by the way, the, the president also had the opportunity to fire Mueller, and he didn't. So, yes, mm. the president could have stopped this <laughs> a million ways from call. Sunday. He, okay, that but he could have. But the, the point is he didn't. The, the point is he didn't. He allowed the truth to be known, and the truth is he's not if a traitor. If he wanted the truth, to be known, the truth to be known, he would have gone under oath, and he would have done it on tape just like Bill Clinton did. If you want to go look at a president's past, they Chris, sent him Bill that Clinton subpoena did it because he had to. So, he was subpoenaed. No, the president no. was the president. Trump was never. Subpoenaed. He did it. Well, but that's true. He wasn't subpoenaed. But he started this saying, "I want to go under oath. I want to talk to him. I have nothing to hide." And I think he didn't and want to. And I think his it. lawyers if realized he wanted that to that do was it. He would do it. If we know one thing about our president, he does what he wants Definitely every damn wants. day. Steve Second, Cortez, thank you for making the case. Angela Rye, as always. Thank you. The Senate's majority leader is publicly defecting from the president on one thing the border threats. But we have a Republican here. He says sealing off our country is a good idea. The congressman makes his case. Next. The president says he has a solution to what's happening on the border, which is to close the border. Here's his suggestion to you, the American people. If we don't make a deal with Congress, the border is going to be closed 100 percent. And it can be changed in 45 minutes if they want to change it. Let's see what they do. All right. No mention of the reality of what's happening on the border. And I think there's a reason uh, for that. And also no real reflection of what he's being told by the men and women around him who understand the realities of the border in the way the president arguably does not. However, he does have his supporters on this. Congressman Lance Gooden. Republican from Texas. Welcome to primetime, sir. Thank you for coming on to make the case. Thanks for having me, Chris. And thanks for coming down to Texas yesterday. We'll be down there plenty. The situation demands it. So does the job. So make the case. Why is closing the border a good answer? You know, closing the border is not something anyone's excited about. The president has said several months ago, we need a wall. The Congress didn't give him one. He shut down the government. They still didn't give him one. And he said, I'm going to build it myself, declare an emergency. And he's doing that. But what we've come to now is a situation where the Mexican government, countries south of Mexico have done nothing to police their borders. And we've got caravans of folks coming in the country. We've got drugs. We've got out of control immigration policy. And the president simply saying we've got to shut down the border if no one will do anything else. And I think he knows. I know he knows that this will be painful. This is not something anyone's excited about. But it's come to this, and it's a sad state of affairs for our country. Well, let's start with the premise that the president knows it would be bad. He knows that now. He said last week it would be a boost to the U.S. economy. Was he lying or was he just ignorant? I think the president believes that domestic uh, products would be boosted. Uh, Certainly the California avocado industry would be boosted. I've heard a lot about avocados this week. But I think what the president believes is that this nation is at a crossroads and we've got to do something. And the president isn't just making a statement to Congress when he says, I'm going to shut the border down. He's making a statement on behalf of this country to other nations that your policies of the past are not working and we're prepared to do something, even if it's painful today. Over the long term, it's going to be worth it. Why does his DHS secretary, who is certainly loyal to him, right? She has certainly stuck her neck out in situations that didn't serve her best interest to support this president. She went out of her way to say Mexico has been a good partner for the amount of resources they have, uh, for what they're under in terms of their own government duress. 
on the caravans, on the real crisis on the border, which is kids and families, that they have been helpful. That contradicts the president. Who's right? Well, I think politically, it's always popular to be nice to folks. And, you know, the, the people that run the administration under the president are going to be positive. There's no reason to pick a fight if they don't have to. And I think they also leave those big statements to the president. They say if the president wants to go out on a limb and shut down the border, then let's let him make that decision. And he's prepared to take the bullet for the American people. He doesn't mind the bad press. He doesn't mind uh, whether it's this show or any other saying how ignorant he is. Um, that's, a, that's a belief that the media shares. He refers to them as the fake news and the people I represent agree with him. Uh, but he's willing to do what's right. I think for the that's American the key. People. I think you just gave us the key, Congressman. This sounds good to the base. Sounds strength. Sounds like strength. Harshness as strength sells with a certain population of your state and many states around this country. Um, so the president well, can say things I don't, I don't that may think not this be is accurate, necessarily for but the it base may be as satisfying. much as it is for these other countries who are saying, come on up through our country. We'll let you into America. We're not policing our borders. Um, you're, the last guest for Anderson Cooper was stating how countries south of Mexico have open borders and all they have to do is get across Mexico and then they're telling their citizens they can get into America. But what do you and let's not just talk about immigration. This is a drug issue as well. One of the things you said and many others when we were talking during the shutdown and people were saying we didn't need this border wall, they said, well, the border wall is not going to solve your drug problem. All those come through the port of entries. It does. Well, we're talking about shutting down the ports of entries. We're going to shut down the border if the president decides right, to. Right, but we're what the experts will tell you is and this. Say, the One, experts will tell you that what we've been doing isn't working. Well, nothing. They'll say it's not you working. You were on the border they'll yesterday. It's complicated. I've been you to the border, the border dozens of times. I know you That's were there yesterday. The There's a great video that you put on your show's website just right. today. Or, and it talk, you were talking with an agent. Everything he said is true. Yeah. Congress hasn't agreed. He's not the, the one who lies to the American agreed. people about the reality. The, the, con the Congress and the president, we need to work together. The president but has you were said doing nothing. he's that's going what I to ask shut you. down the border the if that's what it takes. But We've got to send a message to other countries that this won't work. But it's not a message to the other countries. We've got to send a message to members of Congress, to other well, countries, that what we're not doing is that's different. That what we're Why, doing is not working. Let's answer that last one, okay? Why aren't you doing anything? This is well, good the, to hear you here saying House we have to do won't something. Even acknowledge you said that we have a floor. border control issue. But why don't you, why don't you hold hearings to give the men and women on the border who you say you care about, who are working in your state, to give I, them what I, they have asked for? I don't know if you recall, but the Democrats control the House. I don't know, but why don't you raise your voice? I, Why don't I'm you on, say they need what they right say now. they need? I said and they're not day. asking you for we offense. Have got, we have got to do something in this country. But the first thing you've got to do is acknowledge that there's actually a problem. Democrats won't even acknowledge it privately in the That's hallways not, of Congress. That is, it's they'll not say it to me. They'll fair. say, Lance, we've got a serious issue, but we can't talk not about accurate this or fair. publicly because we're going to lose And on here's it. the political mix on this. What is the crisis? If you go down there and talk to your men and women, I know you do this. Sure, you They'll were there yesterday. Say, but it, forget about going there. Yeah, it's, it's good to go. You don't have to go to know. You will hear, we cannot handle these kids and these families. We cannot handle them. Our rules don't allow us to. Our resources don't allow us to. We've been telling these people for months, yes, fencing helps in certain ways. It doesn't help us with this, and they know it, and you've done nothing. So you we don't should continue to encourage is, other countries to send everyone this way? That doesn't make any sense. No, well, you are encouraging got, it by cutting their funding. Right. Yeah, because then it's only going to create more hardship and desperation. We've got You'll to get increase more funding for border security. We've got to build meaningful 
uh, walls, fences, whatever you want to call it. We've got to have this in the areas where crossings are, e- are easier. The president's not saying if we need a wall the, from If you close from the border, the men and women sea. there will tell you the migrants keep coming, Congressman. That's because these other nations encourage them to. That's because this nation And if you cut their funding, they'll to. encourage them more. We need to close the border if the president believes that's what it takes. But we've got to send a message to other nations that enough is enough. We're not going to open our doors if you encourage other nations. I don't to understand their- how punching yourself in the face encourages other people not to hit you. We punch ourselves in the face every day by not closing our borders and doing something meaningful to solve the problem. Making your border hard to pass and processed effectively is different than closing it. And that's what the president says he's going to do. We'll see. The president is prepared to send a message and I'm prepared to support him. And I do. Thank you you so much for having me I appreciate you taking the opportunity to do it on this show. Be well. Thank you. Congressman Lance Gooden. So, There was a lot to fact check with the president. I actually had stuff left over. And one is worth talking about because it's about windmills and cancer. But it also raises the question, where's the hot air really coming from on this? D-Lemon, next. The president says he's a counterpuncher. Now he's taking a swing at windmills. If you have a windmill anywhere near your house, congratulations. Your house just went down 75% in value. And they say the noise causes cancer. You tell me that one, okay? It's demonstrably false. Let's bring in D. Lemon. Now, half of this is just puffery. It's just the president. That's the sound of the windmill. The the president saying your house went down 75%. All right, that's just him making stuff up. But the other part, I think, is instructive. That's why I'm giving this to the audience uh, for their time tonight. He doesn't like windmills. He doesn't like how they look off the coast of his golf course, so he attacked them. Yeah. He lost. So he is bitter toward windmills. You're talking about uh, his club in Scotland. Yes. Turnberry. Yes, and then he got hit with costs where he had to pay. So he is angry at windmills. And as we have learned, as you have learned personally, (laughs) if he doesn't (laughs) like you or what you represent, this is what you get. You cause cancer. As they say, you mad. You mad, bro? He's mad at he's mad at windmills. And you're right. He said, uh, and I'm paraphrasing here. Basically, he said, "I don't want to see windmills. I want to see the ocean." Right? And he said, "You know, all of these crazy things about and windmills, which again, there is no uh, evidence right. there that shows it that there's anything about." So he's mad, and, and so he lost. Right? He sued yes. them. He tried to get to block the windmill farm um, yes. off of his, and then he lost legally, and then he had to pay the legal fees. Right. So. Guess what? What's a perfect, perfect. You have a windmill on the show tonight? Um, Well, close. I have a windmill (laughs) on the show. But I have someone who has uh, a closer account of this who will tell us about the conspiracy theories and the lies. And if you want to get to know this president, you got to play golf with him. It's called Commander in Cheat, right? Yeah. Yeah, Rick Riley. He says, how golf explains Trump. You hear what the nickname was that they had for him on the course? What? The guys who worked on the course? What? They called the president Pele because they saw him (laughs) kicking his ball back onto the green, (laughs) out of the fairway all the time. (laughs) I spent two days walking on it under Scotland, right? Rome's laws. Never saw much of anything. No Trump, no guards. So that's the page in the book that talks about the windmills and and the costs and all that and why he hates him so much. That author's going to join us. So go play some golf with him. You'll see. Commander in Cheat. I'll tell you what, it is instructive. We keep seeing the same pattern of behavior. People should know it for what it is. D. Lemon, I'll <laughs> see, see you in soon. a second. Already. All right. Some news that might surprise the White House ahead. Turns out Puerto Rico 
not another country. I know, I know, tough. That's a tough one. That's a tough one. But we're going to help them out because Americans need to stick together now more than ever. And we need to expose the divisiveness for what it is. Just see it for what it is. And then you make any decisions about it that you want to. The case is next. Here's mainly what you'll see on the border. Mothers carrying kids to safety, fathers doing the same. Too many of them with bad info or acting on lies from cartels, coyotes, or sometimes just wishful thinking. But the reality is, while there are bad guys mixed in, the overwhelming majority are people who are desperate for a better life for them and their kids. The president doesn't get this, but Border Patrol does. These folks have done nothing other than cross the border illegally, and most of them are economic migrants. They're looking for a better way of life. So, truth, it's a crisis, but it's not the one the president sold you on, not marauding hordes of MS-13 and drug terrorists, mules. That's a gross exaggeration matched only by the notion that the fix to the fiction is as simple as a fence. Now, I get why our president plays you like this. Scaring people and offering them a simple solution to what scares them sells. And this president knows xenophobia is contagious. That's why he uses it to demonize people who are not Americans and even those who are. Isn't that what pummeling Puerto Rico is all about? Look at the barrage of BS tweets. Puerto Rico has already been scheduled to receive more hurricane relief funding than any place in history. The polls, the polls are grossly incompetent, spend the money foolishly or corruptly and only take from USA. $91 billion to Puerto Rico and now the Dems want to give them more, taking dollars away from our farmers and so many others. Disgraceful cannot continue to hurt our farmers and states with these massive payments. So little appreciation. Let's take it piece by piece. It's a U.S. territory. Calling it a place, he's otherizing it, right? That's what he's doing. That's what he does. For those who argue this is POTUS not being great with words, his team is running the same game. Listen. With all we've done in that country, they have had a systematic mismanagement of the goods and services we've sent to them. You've seen food just rotting in the ports. Uh, their governor has done a horrible job. He's trying to make political the, hay in a political year, right. and he's trying to find someone to uh, to take the blame off of him so for not just, having a good a grid and not having a good system in that country. These are things. White House spokesman Hogan Gidley referred to Puerto Rico as that country twice. He says it was a slip of tongue. Puerto Rico has been part of the U.S. since the 1800s. Back to the president's tweets. $91 billion to Puerto Rico. And now the Dems want to give them more, taking dollars away from our farmers and so many others. Disgraceful, can't continue, hurt our farmers, massive payments, so little appreciation. Remember that part? I just want to keep the record straight. The $91 billion, it's not the whole story. Money for PR is not money stolen from farmers. $11 billion has been sent to Puerto Rico, not $91, $11. And $91 billion is the estimated cost of recovery over two decades. Do you see the difference? Do you see what he's spinning? And for comparison, what they spend on Katrina, $120 billion. You didn't have the same number of dead. I'm not saying it wasn't worth it. I'm saying he's twisting it. He's misleading you again. But one thing seems pretty direct from and about our president. He's not about compassion. Have you ever heard him reach out about the nearly 3,000 dead in Puerto Rico? If he does care, why does he deny the fact of the death there? Bitterly, to the point of absurdity. And then when the deaths become a matter of fact... A reality, what does he do? He ignored them. Lucky it was only 16. If it was death in Puerto Rico like Katrina, that would have been really horrible. So we did great. And when the death is worse than Katrina, he ignores it. Just like he ignores these faces. All right, why do we show you the faces? Because you're not going to sell fear on that kid's face, are you? 
The president expressing compassion, being about the kids and their families. Go look for it. Good luck. I'll bet you whatever you want. The real open question is why he doesn't do it. Now, one obvious reason is that caring about kids, like I said, doesn't sell fear, doesn't sell a wall, does it? He knows that acknowledging the reality gives him ownership of it. This system is failing, and it's on his watch. It's epic, and it's dangerous. Our president can blame the Democrats. He can blame Mexico, migrants, blame anybody he wants. Wall is all. That was his mantra. He ignored the cries for different rules and resources that those in charge are really worried about. They've been telling him this for months. They told me that themselves. His administration heard them, continues to not come close to answering those cries. That's the truth. And here's the bigger truth. Just know what this is about. Harshness is strength for this president, but it's not the only kind, and it's certainly not the signature trait of our country. It has not and will not solve the problems in Puerto Rico, the border, or beyond. Know that, and then judge it any way you like. Thank you for watching. CNN Tonight with D. Lemon starts right now. Quality sleep is essential, and that's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. So you can choose what's right for you whenever you like. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature. Quiets their snores. Sleep Number does that. Sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on Sleep Number limited edition smart beds for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. Now streaming exclusively on Max, a new CNN flash talk about the album that has Nashville talking, Call Me Country, Beyonce and Nashville's Renaissance. Watch it at max.com slash callmecountry. Max subscription required.